All right, welcome to another <laughs> episode of the Musings of Three Dudes, a discussion on business, life, and family. You are I with love that you remember that. Of course, I remember. I wanted it. to That's say that because I said it earlier, about. but I just wanted to <laughs> you remember that because. <laughs> Because I'm thinking, what the hell does he say every time? Musings of <laughs> you don't dudes. even know what we talk about <laughs> half the time. It's, no, it's, it's like oblivious. So, yes. Fine. So, fine. we are with our uh, resonant joker, David McCauley, Doug Metzger, myself, Jody Cedric. And we always have a great discussion on whatever's yeah. on our mind for the week. So. Yeah. I think you've got something to so I, I, I do. I wanna, so, I want to let everybody know that you had an incredibly exciting week. I had cleaning a- presidential farts. <laughs> no, it was not that. Oh, sorry. That's funny. Go for it. No, it actually was a very amazing week, and, and it was far more than I expected. So uh, my company, Zenware, was one of the sponsors of the Air Force One detailing team. Nice. So Rennie Doyle runs a group called the Detail Mafia, mm-hmm. and he handpicks... Um, the master detailers across the country and invites them to come into Seattle. So we had 59 guys and one lady fly in from all over the country, Hawaii, Alaska, Maine, all over. And they brought their flex polishers and their tools and they came in and we spent a week detailing Air Force One. That's pretty rad. And all of the planes in... um, in the uh, Museum of Flight, in, oh, okay. the, in their in their canopy at, at, oh, really? at Boeing. Oh, so you did more than just the, the yes, Air Force that One. Yes, because Air Force One is rad. But you were so, so we I've been in the Museum of Flight. Those freaking planes so are cool. Check this out. The so, SR seventy one. This in there. Yes. Oh we, yeah. Yes. So yes. So the first two days we spent working on Air Force One, and I mean we are taking the aluminum from corroded kind of rain dust and it's a lot better because they've been working on that one for 15 years and we got that to a mirror shine wow no swiffering the outside yep. bead maker putting bead maker on the outside to protect it and then we moved to the b29 oh, oh big the b29 was awesome you know i had the beautiful glass up well they got the bubbles right yeah. they got yeah. the bubbles underneath and so the wings and i have a picture i'll share with you guys but th- what we did was we had six guys shoulder to shoulder with polishers above their heads doing the under uh, part of the wing. Mm-hmm. And they would go left, one, two, three, four, down, one, two, three, four, right, one, two, three, four, oh up, God. one, wow. two, three. And just slowly working the entire wing until they got it from corroded, nasty metal to just brilliant mirror shine. Wow. And it so was 60 people at the the peak of their craft, right? At the peak of their craft. Doing doing just amazing work on freaking cool planes. Oh, it, it just, it was amazing. And we had great sponsors. We had PS Detail Products. We had the Rag Company. We had Glass Parency. We had Zimware and RotaFest. And, um, and it just was phenomenal to have these men and women come in and it was so well organized. Uh, who I, organized I, it? So Rennie Doyle Rennie and, and the team lead was a gentleman named Doug. Um, I forget his last name, um, but Doug and Justin yeah, Doug's Lobato. Doug's interchangeable. <laughs> no, so Doug and uh, oh yeah, Buff and Shine, uh, Justin Lobato. They came in and they organized. And this is what really impressed me. They took the 60 people and they organized them into squads. So they had four squads with a squad leader. And each of them, every day, 
a squad got a turn on Air Force One. So everybody got to contribute to Air Force One. And then they would move squads to the B-29. And then they would do the hard metal. And then they had another squad that was just the finishing squad. And they would just come in and they would come in after the initial heavy lifting and just make the the aluminum just a mirror. I mean, literally a mirror. And, And I got a picture where I'm sitting on Air Force One on this lift. I'm above the lift, right? And I'm taking a picture of my, a selfie of myself this way. So you can see my face. Mm-hmm. And in the back, you can see the shirts of the two guys. Wow. I mean, it is just brilliant, yeah. right? And, and the thing that really impressed me was, uh, was a couple things. Was, was how organization, when you bring 60 people in, how solid organization with a command chain can really affect the and, and the these, ability for guys to come in and just implement mostly, work. Do these folks mostly just run their own businesses? Yes, they're so, all small so, business so owners. So you got 60 small business owners who are used to being in charge. Well, and some of them are part-time. Okay. There are like four really? of the guys that were full-time fi- firefighters, yeah. and then they did they do automotive detailing part-time. Wow. And they're so good at their craft that they were... They were invited to be part of this team. That's rad. Yeah, just amazing. But you were talking about the ability to coordinate um, that many people from diverse backgrounds. They hadn't really worked together. They're all independent business owners, um, and it, because you got a chain of command, and and you also have a defined objective for everybody, right? Exactly. We're going to clean this freaking yes. plane. It starts with we're going to clean this plane, and your job is to do this crap. Yeah, and that, that that's a really good point because they had, and the thing is, what they did, the leadership had a certain set of objectives that they had to do. Okay. Right? The team leads knew what those objectives okay. were, but the, the workers didn't, right? So were they you a just, worker? Were you a team lead? Uh, oh, were you a little bit well, of Well, I was a sponsor, so, right? So you I can came do whatever in, you want. You're a... You, Right, so you're I money, came in. You're but, a money, honey. But Rod, but Rod and I, for the past three months, have been going, you know what? We're not just going to be a sponsor. We want to go in and we want to participate, yeah, especially cool. Rod. Rod was just Why wouldn't like you want a to? Can- kid on Christmas morning, right? He's like, oh, yeah. for the past three, oh, I can't wait till, till Air Force One. I hope they let me get on a polisher, right? And, I mean, they put him to work. And, in fact, at the end of the first day, his squad leader came to him and said, Rod, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were a sponsor. He goes, I thought you were part of my team. Right? And that was another wow, lesson, okay, right? Okay. Was that that we came in as sponsoring vendors mm-hmm. to support these guys. Yeah. But we came in with the attitude that we're going to be more than just a sponsor. We're going to work shoulder to shoulder and actually contribute Right. To this awesome right. experience, right? That's awesome. Um, and and I knew that I got in that I got the approval on the fourth day, and and literally I have never touched a polisher in my life. Oh, oh. never, oh. ever, 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 yeah. right? And I told the guys that, and they said, "All right, we'll put you on um, squad one. We'll put you with Shane Mayfield and Scott Masha, and um, and they just worked with me till I got it. And they're like, oh, switch your hand this way. Because at first I grabbed the handle with my left hand. And they're like, are you left-handed? I go, no, I'm right-handed. Go switch it. So I switched, switched the position, the hands yeah. from the right hand being on the, on the, on the handle yeah. to it being on the head. Okay. And that gave me greater control. Uh, and they're like, right. yeah, there you go. And then they worked, they literally walked 
they worked side by side with me. It's like, all right, Jody, let's go this way. Ready? One, two, three. All right, go down. All right, now go left. And, and just having that shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder coaching and guidance, by the end of the week, I was just like, all right, give me the polisher. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm ready to go. Oh, can I be on the finishing yeah. team? Right? And, and I knew Put me that, in, coach. And, and I knew that I had made it in the side of the team when I'm up on a lift, right, and we're swiffering the 747, and you're way up there, yeah. right? I mean, you're way up there. And... Um, you're swiffering a 747? Yeah, so this is what they do. So we have these scissor lifts. Yeah. I'm, dude, it was, Doug's so laughing at me. It's, it's sad because uh, yeah, you guys, guard. but you guys can't see Jody's face. He's yeah. like, he's like 11 years old and it's Christmas. Yeah, and, yeah it was awesome. He just got the present he wanted. So, so we had these 15 foot poles and we literally swiffer pads yeah. on the bottom. We'd spray them down with the bead maker okay. and we would clean the top, the crowns of the, plane and right. then just work all the way down till we had cleaned and polished the plane right as a team so there are three of us stretching over yeah. and some some guys were really afraid of heights like yeah. shane mayfield he got up there and he's like i'm not so sure about there and then william lars like shaking the thing <laughs> but once you get used to it it was great but dude stop but i knew i'd made it when one of the team leads came over and i'm up on the lift he goes hey jody can you move that lift I'm like, well, I can if you want to approve me to lift it because I've not driven it. He goes, oh, well, we are going to be a little close to the plane, so maybe we'll have one of the other guys. <laughs> I'm like, that's probably better, right? But but I but I but it helped. It was a affirmation that what Rod and I were doing in our contributions to try to be part of the team, not mm -hmm. just on the outside looking yeah. in. Yeah. That we gained the trust and confidence of these guys as we worked through 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 the week. And, and you learned about oh, I learned all oh. the hands-on stuff that <clears throat> maybe as if we take that metaphor of leader, you know that, that you learn kind of the challenges that those people are up against, the skill that's required to yeah. do your job well. Oh right? man, I have total new respect for detailers. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be able to take something, I mean, and it was nasty, corroded, and in fact, my, I'm working on the 747 engine, right? And I'm I can stand inside of mm -hmm. it, and it's. If I put my arms all the way up, I, I can barely touch it. So it's, yeah. you know, six. I mean, that's, that's how big the engine is, that's right? Exhausting. And so, so fortunately, the taller guys were polishing that. They put me down on the bottom where I could be on my knees and sit down. But I, I got under the thing, and there was probably a four-foot section that, you know, I got underneath there, and it was corroded, rain-dripped and stuff. And me and... Um, I forgot the guy's name. Um, we just started working on the bottom. And to see it go from nasty crota to just a brilliant shine, there was a lot of pride in that. You know, to yeah, go, wow, there's... look what we did, yeah, man. That's awesome, right? Um, the other thing that, you know, they, the thing that was interesting was, because Rod and I didn't know what to, to do or what to expect. Right. Not only did they every day spend time polishing and cleaning all of these historical planes that mm -hmm. just have such great stories. I mean, if you could think of the stories that these planes get, like Air Force One, it was Air Force One for Eisenhower, Kennedy, and Nixon. Oh. So think of the stories <laughs> that plane could tell, right? Uh, just amazing. <laughs> I'm not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> just, just amazing. And um, Oh, Marilyn. But... <laughs> but <laughs> That's funny because I actually thought that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but every day we would be done at 5.30. We'd have a team team kind of uh, review of what we did, what we have to, 
to do tomorrow. And then they would go out to dinner together. And then after dinner, they'd have this patio time. And where the leaders in this industry, Rennie Doyle, Keith DeFlessy, Justin Lovato, um, the glass parent, Tony from Glass Parenting, they would sit down and they would let the guys come in and talk to them about their business. How can I make my business better? What are you doing in your business? Oh, that's awesome. And and to have and I heard a lot of that. Man, I've learned more from Justin or Mark Elliott in you know that's thirty minutes of sitting down. He goes, I'm going home and I'm going to implement some of the things that I learned in that's my business value. to make me better. Yeah, I mean major value, right? Yeah. And. The, the one thing is I probably would give them at least one night off because, I mean, it was literally Monday through Saturday we had something wow. going on. And it just, it was really, really impressive. The other thing that surprised me was when we went there, you know, I'm just like, oh, you're cleaning a plane. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's Air Force One. That's cool, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you're cleaning a plane, you're polishing, and, but... As the week progressed, and as uh, Evan, Ellie, uh, Evan, I think his last name was Elliot, he's actually the the curator of bringing all the planes okay. in. And he would tell you stories about the of planes. Of the individual planes and their oh, history yes. and everything. Uh-huh. And, right, and so as the week progressed, it went from I'm cleaning a plane to I'm preserving a historical artifact. Oh, yeah. And the impact of that just really just started sitting in my heart and in my soul. Yeah. And Any stories that stuck out to you, like one of the planes that was, other than, you know, Ike, Kennedy the, in Maryland, the one, Nixon to China? The two experiences really impacted China. me, right? China. So on Saturday, Evan actually, they we came in at 7.30, and he gave us a private tour of the museum uh-huh. before oh, it was fun. open. Oh, cool. Right, and he and he walked through all the different areas, talked about the planes, the history behind them, um, and that was really cool. The two of the the one plane that really impacted me was um, other than the the B twenty nine bomber. I just I love World that War Two. Oh. World War Two. That yeah. bomber just I love that and the B seventeen bomber. Yeah. Um, actually, three things really impacted me. So one. The we went we were um, touring the the museum and we moved into the World War One museum. Wow. Okay, they actually have a plane there that they found or a, an Italian American found in Italy that was the original plane from World War One. Had the cloth, cloth covering yeah. on the window, oh. the on the wings. The only thing that was new on that plane were the tires. Wow! Wow! Oh, just it was oh, just that's amazing. It was just mind-boggling, yeah. and I, and and I just didn't really anticipate how that would affect me. The other thing that that really impacted me was a lot of the men and women that come. They are former military guys in the from the Fra- in the detail. Okay. Okay. A lot of military guys from the Joab from the Navy. There, there's a lot of them, right? And on day one and day two, they would give them a tour or an opportunity to polish the flag on Air Force One. Oh, wow. On the wing. Yeah. On the tail. Yeah. So they would jack them up in this huge boom lift and they would get up there and they'd be polishing it and then they would stop and they would touch the flag. Oh, man. And then they would step back and they would salute. 
And it was just, and then they'd come down and they would be just in tears, yeah. right? Because they had a moment where they're like, you know what? I fought and bled with my brothers, yeah. who some of them gave all, yeah. right? and I'm having an opportunity to touch what I, an emblem of what I defend yeah. and what I believe in and what I love. Right. And that was really, really powerful. I oh, mean, it, it, it just... It was really humbling to watch and to see the love, the devotion, the dedication and commitment of those men and women that that did that, right? Then the other thing that was more on, on a personal note, you know, I'm a Navy brat, and so I grew up in, uh, twice, we served in Pensacola, and so yeah. the Blue Angels mm-hmm. oh, man. flew over my house all the time and trained, and yeah. so... Um, they talk about that. We're flying over Jody's house again. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. There's there's the little Jody. <laughs> Make sure you bomb that little turd. Right? Yeah, um, we got Cedric sighting. That's right. Yeah, so, by on Cedric. <laughs> but that, you know, so that brought that's a lot. Of, that brought a lot of memories back from me and my childhood yeah. and my dad on, on the Navy base. And so my, you got to, so I got to go sit angel. by, they have a Blue Angel, uh, got to sit by the A4 and just kind of uh, think about my experience with my dad and the Navy. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And reflect on my brother, who's who's a CH-53 pilot for the Marines, and my other brother that's a DA agent and flies for them. And so it was really just kind of, you know, and I thought about my dad's best friend, John Myers, who flew the um, Huey helicopters in Vietnam War. And so I had a a really nice personal time to just kind of reflect on the men and women that served. My mom even served in the Navy. And think about their sacrifice and dedication and just to literally touch because you know everybody else they're walking through the museum and they got little little guardrails right i'm walking over the guardrail and i'm polishing and touching and and that was really that's awesome but i was really from a from a just a from an organizational experience of them coming in bringing 60 people in organize them creating a system Mm -hmm. that made the experience because we did far more than than they anticipated. Yeah. Right? They had certain. Th- in fact, they they were hoping to get to the B fifty two that they just brought in, and we got to go out and clean the B fifty two out oh, in the yard. Right, dude. That's so, a big. Oh, that's a real plane. big plane. Yeah. But when you got fifteen people on it, it yeah. doesn't. And that's another thing. You know, when you have a team working together. Yeah and consistent uniform with a good chain of command a good vision you know you can accomplish amazing things it's funny in your in your headspace you do the first plane and or the first activity and you're probably like how are we going to get this done how long is this going to take i wonder how we're going to work together by the time you got to the b52 and they said you guys have time to clean this you guys were probably like yeah we got time oh yeah we We got got this nail let's get it done bring some more planes over the one thing that was interesting was because on Wednesday night, right, they, the leadership did something that I that I actually, in, in reflection, I think they should change, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we look at things that were very positive, things that I would change. On Wednesday night, they're like, all right, guys, we're, we're doing great. Let's keep it up, you know, but recognize that Thursday, a lot of people hit the wall and they start... I'm yeah. like, don't even tell them they're going to hit the wall. No, no. Don't tell them that. Right. Right? Just tell them, hey, guys, we're yep. making track. Tomorrow we're going to do these seasons, and let's just keep pushing keep through the week. Don't even say, don't even put the mental yeah. cue in there that they might hit a wall. Yeah, right? There's, there's, and, and, and so I think it set them up for a little bit of people wow. hitting the wall well, there's on science, Thursday. There's science behind that. Yeah. If, if, you, right? if you set the expectation with a person, if you say to somebody uh, in weightlifting, don't do this movement 
the likelihood that they will do that movement is significantly greater. Don't look at that. Exactly. Right? When, when what you do you say, do? Okay, don't, <laughs> don't pull this way or don't move this way or this is bad for you right. or this will cause you injury. If you just leave people alone, they won't do it. Right. If you tell people there is a risk that this might happen, they will actually start to go, oh my gosh, I did hurt my shoulder. I did, and it plants the seed of, you know, what did you call it? Uh, The power Power of suggestion. suggestion. You actually will see people move towards the negative thing that you mentioned. Right. And so what what they teach us in in coaching uh, weightlifting in the classes is only focus on what you want them to do. Don't talk about what you don't want them to do. Because even if you say, don't do this, it's like your kids. Even if you say, don't do this, they will do it. And so if they say, hey, nine times out of ten, you hit the wall on Thursday, so just be prepared for it. We usually lose energy and steam that way. And people go, you know what? I am feeling a little tired. Instead of, I'm going to get through this, and we're going to run through this. This is so much easier and better and more fun. We're on track. Let's keep pushing and let's accomplish this. There's like science behind it. That is absolutely... Uh, you're exactly right on. Yeah. The, the, uh, the last two things that I wanted to bring okay. up were, um, one was the support staff behind, and, and I should say support leader, because Diane Doyle, who's the wife of Rennie, I mean, she had She's meals, she had coffee, she had, I mean, every, I mean, the guys had nothing to worry about. No. Meals were lined That's up. And, and having that all set up and the sponsors being able to bring in lunches for them the guys were able to focus on their job and I think that's an important lesson for us as, as managers and business is that we need to give them the background tools right. to make them successful and then the final thing was every day they recognized somebody that did an exceptional job. Wow. So the team leaders were going around looking at whoever was just busting their butt, jumping in, and they recognized at the end of the day, they gave them the detailer of the day. That's awesome. And it just, it was really an amazing experience. I'm grateful that we had the opportunity to go. I'm grateful that we had the opportunity to actually yeah. participate and not just be a vendor standing by and watching. Well, you right. could have. I bet you, you know, could And have. I could have. Yeah. I could have easily been the so, guy just so, taking pictures, which I did. I took a sure. lot of pictures, right? Yeah, but you but, made a choice to participate at a different level because the other right. vendors probably could have. They could have. Stepped in and participated. Oh, absolutely. And Tony, Tony from Glass Parents, he actually spent a day and got pretty dirty with yeah. us. So that, that was fun. But we went there and we worked the entire week and it was it was amazing to work shoulder by shoulder to shoulder with such amazing men and women and leadership you know Rennie Doyle Keith the Plessy Doug Justin Lobato I mean it just was amazing so that's That's very cool good experience so that's awesome yep so we got none to top that no (laughs) well that's okay well we will um Make that a wrap and circle around next week. Make sure you join us. I don't have any travel next week, so I'm going to be happy. Colorado. I'm actually going to Denver tonight. So for the PNS Detail Products Distributor meeting. PNS. PNS. Yes. PNS. PNS and Rupes. Don't say that too fast. Yes. So. But anyway, as always, thank you guys for joining us. It is Dave, Doug, and Jody with the musings of three dudes. Always a great discussion on business, life, and family. Until next time, have a great week. Have fun. And that's it.